0: Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtor, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orzlong, And I'm
1: Laura Farley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Kate. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How did you feel
0: about just having to submit all all of our CLE so that we could renew our law licenses? I felt confident because I was way over the minimum requirements. You are highly educated, huh? I am very educated. A plus for me. And just like me, you're
1: an overachiever getting it done way early. Yes. Yeah? All right. I think that our members should be happy about that. I agree. So that got me thinking... And that's what made me think about today's topic, which is how our members renew their licenses and what happens. License
0: renewal.
1: All right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about license renewal and what happens when you're transferring your license, getting a new license, renewing
0: your license, basically everything to do with your license. So, yeah, we often get questions about this, about when an individual can start selling real estate, how to handle transition between firms. And that's where we thought we'd give some more detailed information to make sure that everyone is doing this correctly. Absolutely.
1: We want them all A++, just like Kate and I. So we're going to talk about two aspects of the issue. Uh, when you can start selling real estate, both as a new agent and at the firm, a new firm when you're a transferring agent. And second, how transferring between firms
0: impacts clients and pending transactions. The easiest answer we'll probably have all day is to the question... When I'm getting my license for the first time, when can I start selling?
1: You're right. This is going to be the easiest one. It's when you have your license.
0: When you physically get it.
1: Right. So while you may be eager to get out there and start your business after hearing that you've passed your real estate exam, you do have to wait until DPOR has
0: issued your license. So not until it's in your hot little hands. Right.
1: And sometimes it can be like a kid with their favorite holiday. It seems like it's taking forever.
0: But you gotta wait. Yes, you do. There are a few tips that Deport staff has shared for how to make the process go smoother and faster. First is to make sure that your application is complete. That means every field is filled in and filled in correctly. So that means
1: making sure you have dotted all of your I's and crossed all of your T's. That's
0: a good one, yeah. Yeah. Second, If you have any criminal convictions, disciplinary actions from a regulatory body, or adverse financial history, make sure you disclose those items. Often, applicants won't include information on previous criminal convictions, but they come up anyway in the background check. So don't hide these issues because then you're falsifying your application. It's better to come forth with them Right on the outset and make sure that you're disclosed so that you're being honest and upfront about your past history.
1: Right, and it's going to come up anyway, so it's not worth trying to hide it. Additionally, and unfortunately this really isn't something that you can change, but applicants who have lived in other states or abroad recently may see slightly longer application processing times versus
0: applicants who have lived in Virginia their whole lives. And and that's that's simply because running the full background check can take a little longer when having to go out of state. And then finally,
1: make sure that you submit your payment with your application. When those go in at different times or you have a different name on your check than on your application, sometimes making sure that those are getting matched up can take a little bit of extra time as DePor tries to figure out where's the money for this application or where's the application for this money.
0: That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so let's switch gears and talk about when you're transferring your license to a new firm. Once you've decided that you are going to transfer, you will need to fill out the license transfer application.
1: And again, it's important that you fill the form out completely and accurately. And note that one of the statements that you are certifying is that you have told your current broker that you are leaving the firm. So you can't fill out and submit that paperwork until you have told your broker that you're planning on leaving. Now you might be doing it at the same time as you're getting ready to click the submit button, but you do say you are signing a statement that says I've
0: told my current broker. Also on the form is a place for your new broker to sign. The form states clearly that the new supervising broker must sign the form after, after, after the agent has signed and dated the form. Once you've submitted the filled out form and the transfer application fee, you are allowed to start practicing real estate through the new firm.
1: Hooray! Yay! So you may not receive your license, and license lookup may not show you at the new firm. But once Depor has the completed application, and that is with the new broker signature, and your transfer application fee, you are allowed to start
0: work at that new firm. We've said it several times, and that's because it's important. But we're gonna say it again. Yeah, Because that's how we roll. It's essential that your transfer application is fully filled out and correct. And the fee is sent at the same time. If your application is incomplete, it could create complications and delays. Have we sent it enough times?
1: Dot your I's, cross your T's, fill everything out.
0: Make sure it's correct.
1: The final license status that we want to talk about is renewals. All licenses expire two years from the last day in the month that they were issued. Boy, is that complicated! Mm -hmm. So what? Break it down for me, Laura. I I will. So what that means is, if your license was issued on July one, or two, or three, or any day in July. What about July fourth? July fourth counts, although they're probably Probably not not going to be
0: issued that day. Yep,
1: (laughs) it it will expire on July thirty first two years later. So let's say that I got my real estate license on April fourth of twenty eighteen. My license will expire on April 30th, 2020.
0: Not April 31st because there aren't 31st days, 31 days in April. Yeah, I had to quickly, <laughs> I had to quickly do that one in my head too. Um, you must complete the required CE prior to. That means before. Yes. Try and be like Kate and I and get yours done way in advance. Get it done early. Uh, your license expiring and submit your renewal and payment Once again, prior to your license expiring. We don't hear much about it anymore, but occasionally we'll still hear about the mythical grace period. It's just like a unicorn. unicorn with rainbows. My kid's really into unicorns also, so that's
1: fun. I want to be clear that this is mythical, and there is no grace period, unfortunately. So I'm sorry to burst your... Like a
0: unicorn, they do not exist.
1: Sorry to burst your child's bubble that there's no (laughs) unicorns, but there is no grace period. If your license has expired, you are not allowed to do any licensed activity. And it is your responsibility to know whether your license is expired or not. And also to know what day it is. I mean, I know it's easy to get busy and
0: lose track of what day of the week it is and what day of the month it is. Right. It's easy to lose track of time, but the fact that you thought there were 31 days in September or april or april <laughs> isn't an excuse for doing licensed activity on october 1st if you are at license expired on september 30th right if you have to make sure you have a calendar handy you know most of us have those calendars on our phones most of us have phones they're usually attached to our hands yeah it comes with the calendar app it tells you the date when it's on on the lock screen so
1: right it's kind of hard to, to it's make... hard to miss it yep yeah. So the the question I sometimes wonder is, why do people think there is a grace period? And again, there's not. It's because that for 30 days after your license expires, it may still show as active on license lookup and VREB will not charge you a reactivation fee. So you're not active, but you don't have to pay a reactivation
0: fee. If your license is expired for more than 30 days, you will need to pay a reinstatement fee which is currently at $100 for a salesperson, $120 for a broker, and $135 for a salesperson or broker's business entity license. So let's sum this up.
1: Your license status on License Lookup may not always match your actual license status. When, you're tra- when you've transferred your license, it may t- take some time before the License
0: Lookup shows you at your new firm. For 30 days 30 after your license is expired, License lookup may reflect that you are still active, but trust me, you are not. So with all of this, what does it mean
1: for transactions and clients that you may have when you are either going to transfer or when your license is about to expire? We're going to go with the, favorite, the lawyer's favorite answer, and I, it is my favorite nice. answer.
0: Yeah, I love it. It depends. If your license has expired, guys, this is important. You must stop all licensed activity. Do you have to stop dra- it? Do you have to drop? Stop.
1: It? Do you have to drop and roll too? <laughs>
0: <laughs> stop it! <laughs> yes. Working with your broker, another agent, in your firm may be able to assist your clients while you finish whatever it is you need to in order to have an active license, whether it's finishing up CE or just submitting your paperwork.
1: If you're transferring your license, you will need to read your independent contractor agreement with the broker that you are leaving. Remember, a brokerage relationship belongs to the firm and not individual agents.
0: Any pending contracts or clients with signed brokerage agreements must stay with the current broker unless everyone agrees to a change. And by everyone, we mean the current broker, the client, and the new broker.
1: Because while the current broker may be willing to release the client, that doesn't mean that the client is willing to work with the new broker or that the new broker wants these individuals as clients at their firm. That is a good point. Yeah, I mean... Sometimes maybe there's just been a previous personality conflict and that broker just says, I just, I know that I cannot give them the service that they need. And so I don't want them as a client or vice versa. The client may go, I've already tried that broker and it didn't work for me. Yeah.
0: Your independent contractor agreement or the firm's policies should explain what happens with clients and transactions when an agent leaves the firm. It's important and it helps protect your business. Absolutely. So Laura. Yeah, Kate. Let's do it.
1: Let's take it to the legal hotline. If I leave the firm after a contract is ratified, but before settlement, and my current broker will not release the clients from the brokerage agreement, can I still get paid for all the work I've done?
0: Under the law, you are allowed to be paid, but your independent contractor agreement or the firm's policies will govern whether and how much you will be paid. Laura. Yes, Kate. An agent leaves my firm after settlement, but before I am able to disperse the funds from the commission to them, what do I do? I want to pay the agent for the work she did, but do I pay the agent or the new broker? So we get this question a fair amount,
1: and it's a good one. It's good that most agents and brokers have paid attention to the provisions of the regs that only allow agents to be paid by their broker. But when the regs talk about the broker, they're talking about the broker supervising the agent at the time of the transaction. This means that the broker who was paid the commission for the transaction, the existing broker will then pay the agent directly, regardless of whether the agent is still licensed with them when the money is dispersed. They could have gone to a new firm, they could have retired, or anything like that. All right, Kate, if I know that I'm going to be leaving a firm soon, but I have some potential new clients that I've been working with that I've been trying to, trying to recruit, can I just get them to go sign a brokerage agreement with the new firm so that they're waiting for me when I get there?
0: This is a terrible idea. Really, why? It is bad. Tell me why. Uh, <laughs> I will. Let me let me tell you why. Yeah. Uh, there is likely a provision in your independent contractor agreement that would prohibit this. And we've seen agents try to do this by filling out the brokerage agreement themselves with the agent's name listed at the new firm.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Uh, doing this would be a violation of the real estate board regulations because you are essentially engaged in real estate activity for a firm with which you are not currently licensed. That's so bad. it's... A lot of times you'll notice we don't tell you not to do things. This isn't a time where we're telling you don't do that. Right. We'll usually say, that's risky. This is a bad idea and don't do it. This is beyond risky. This is beyond, (laughs) this is just plain bad. All right.
1: So, Kate, why don't we talk about some ways that our members can limit their risks? First of all, you want to make sure that you complete all of your CE early, be like Kate and I, and submit your renewal application and fee in advance of your license expiring.
0: Also, know when your license expires and make sure that you do not do any licensed activity after the date if you have not completed all of your renewal requirements. If you are planning
1: on leaving a firm, read through your independent contractor agreement and the firm policy so you fully understand what you are entitled to for pending transactions.
0: When transferring your license, do not conduct any activities under the new firm until after your application and fee have been submitted and the application has been signed by the new broker. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with general legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work is a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel.
1: This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. The podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.